Ron Van Dam. He's a man ahead of his time, which means he shows up 15 minutes early for everything. It's incredibly annoying. You're listening to The Ron Van Dam Show, right on time on New England Broadcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's The Ron Van Dam Show. Thank you very much. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing. Your applause is deafening, but thank you anyway. Happy Monday to you. How are you? How are you? How are you? I have a different kind of show today. Uh, Today, I have an extended interview with a guest who is going to talk about your life, your existence in the workplace, your relationships with other people in the office, factory, wherever, wherever it may be. How far do you go with that? If you're a supervisor or an assistant manager or manager or something like that, you're going to wonder, how do I handle my staff so that they're happy and want to come to work, but at the same time, it's not a picnic? And I should get results out of the employees, but yet uh, I can't, you know, how do, what's the fine line? Where do I go with this? So that's the, uh, what's going to happen today. So whether you're an employer or an employee or just a person who has a relationship. I mean, how do you even handle the boundaries of a relationship in that regard? Raising a child, what are their boundaries? What is good? What is going too far as far as that relationship is concerned? Should you be friends with your children? I don't know. Why are you asking me? That's why I have an expert who's written a book about that very situation. Sticky situations, as a matter of fact. So that's what we're doing today in an extended interview. Let's get started. Tim McAfee joins us now. He's an author of quite an interesting book and many others as well, Solving Sticky People Problems. And that's about sticky people, which I I think everybody's sticky, by the way, uh, Tim. But thanks for being with us. I think everybody's got a little stickiness to them, Ron. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure talking about sticky people with you because uh, it happens in every uh, sector of everything we do. But this is uh, directed more at uh, employers, employees. But aren't we our, we're all employers of our own lives, basically, aren't we? Very true. Yes. This formula is applicable to life in general, to the integrated person, because you're right. We all have some stickiness in our lives and ourselves. Yes, very much so. And uh, yeah, and it's it's difficult to say. It's it's problem solving in a way, isn't it? And and we're not the humans aren't very good at problem problem solving because there's so much baggage and drama involved. Uh, how do you how do you cut through the, the that kind of baggage? Well, I think you're right on the money that we need help in problem solving. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. we're we're flawed individuals. But I came up with this formula called PHP. Yep. Purity, humility, and patience. And it sounds simple, sounds too touchy-feely even, but it's actually pretty potent when applied properly to some of these management issues, especially as you mentioned. Yeah, uh, no question about it. And you don't have to be an employer to, uh, to, to have these types of situations. You're going to find that they apply to a lot of things in life. Very true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So let's get started. Let's uh, let's now. I, I was a manager of a few places in my younger day, which seems like a couple of hundred years ago, but nonetheless. Uh, and I I ran into this all the time. And managers, supervisors, they may know what they're doing. They may have the title, but they don't really have the skills necessarily to to deal with people. And I that's what they're supposed to be there for. Yeah, I found the exact same experience, Ron, on my part too. I was a student as most of us were. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would ask my professors lots of questions and they, they didn't like what I asked them too many questions because (laughs) they couldn't answer some of them. And this was one of them. And then I started working and I thought, well, uh, you know, I'll probably learn a few things here. The managers here, you know, seem to know what they're doing. They're making money. And, and these prickly issues, they couldn't really couldn't address. And then, then I started teaching courses, management courses. And I thought, well, the curriculum, you know, the teacher's guides are going to have the solutions not in there. Hmm. And then I started working for Dun and Bradstreet doing seminars, oh. thinking, you know, the curriculum is well-researched and they definitely have it together. And they, and they did, but not this stuff, not these prickly, excruciatingly painful issues. It, it was, it was, I was bewildered how to, how to handle this. I, I can imagine. I mean, even if you study to be an electrician, you can study for four years in school or have somebody show you stuff. And then when you sit down and do it yourself, you can electrocute yourself the first time. Right, right, uh, right. So it's it's experience. And I guess it's just going through it. So it takes someone like yourself with experience to totally learn how to do it. Anyway, let's let's talk about some of these sticky situations. Uh, and sometimes it depends on what type of job it is as to what types of sticky people there are but there's right. there's good looking sticky pe- people and bad looking stick, sticky people <laughs> Stick, sticky across the world um i i had an employee uh in a warehouse uh i was a distribution manager i had an employee in a warehouse who was uh had some alcohol uh, going on on his breath every once in a while mentioned it a couple of times I know that's a problem. You can't necessarily stop that. Did a good job. I had trouble handling that because there was a disease involved in a sense. How do you manage something like that? Right. Yeah. No, that's a tough one for sure. I just want to say something about the scenario. You, yes. you know, the warehouse. Yes. There's a lot of managers working in warehouses. You, you're not included in this. I'm mm-hmm. pretty certain. Never but know. a lot of managers would say, you know, I, I'm. We're, we're mostly guys in there. We tell it like it is and a, a little bit of hubris sometimes. Uh-huh. And they and they will come out and say, man, you, you stink. You've been drinking again. Yeah. And they'll say yeah. it in front of other people. And the whole tough guy management thing, not only is it legally uh, an issue, but it, it just doesn't solve the problem either. I mean, it embarrasses people. So that's there's a lot of people not handling things the right way. Right. So <clears throat> this whole PHP concept, if we... Do you mind if I just take it through this formula? Absolutely, and take me. So, so the the this purity, humility, and patience. Purity is it's like purity of intentions, and what that means is that, you know, we we talk about integrity till the sun goes down, but purity is like you really have the 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 best interest at heart for yourself mm-hmm. and the people you're talking to. Like you really give a flying fish about. Ooh. Do you want this solved, problem to be solved? And mm-hmm. the answer is. Yes, hopefully, you know, pure mm-hmm. intentions. And you'd be shocked the amount of people that lie about this and will say, you know, you, you, it's probably a medical problem, blah, blah, blah. The humility is pretty important here. And this is, in this case, it would be saying, 
let's let's say the guy's name is Roger. Mm-hmm. I hope it wasn't, but let's say it was. Mm-hmm. And is letting them see you sweat a little bit. What the, what I mean by that? There's an adage in management that says never let him see you sweat. Mm-hmm. But this says let him in a little bit. Let him see you sweat. What I mean by that is, Jim, I'm not even sure how to start this conversation, but it's come to my attention that, <clears throat> and you'll simply. Yeah. Tell him. And what I have included in that, too, is Jim, everybody's or Roger, everybody's not talking about this. Um, I wanted to get to you as soon as possible. And the 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 humility is basically letting him in a little bit, telling him you're not really sure how to handle this, but you're on his side and you're trying to fix this issue. And and the whole alcohol thing right. it is part of it. You know, we can we can say um, it's come to my attention. You know, alcohol has been detected on your breath. You're slurring your words a little bit or or whatever the truth is. And then where the patience comes into it is for yourself and the employee is is basically the outcome is not terribly important here. And I know that that flies in the face of what we some of us have been taught. But Mm -hmm. what what can happen here? This this let's say it's a full grown man, Roger. Right. Let's paint the scenario. He could. He could either get tears in his eyes. I've seen that happen. Yep. He could he could run out the door. Yep. He could start yelling at you yeah. and almost almost slug you. Yes. He he could deflect it by saying, "Well, Ron, you know this this isn't me. What about this one and this one?" That's a common thing. Mm-hmm. Or another one that's pretty <clears throat> daunting is to stare stare at you. Ooh. Sometimes the employee will just glare, Ooh. and you'll get Ooh. you'll become a, afraid. So. Again, I'm not trying to oversimplify this because mm-hmm. the patience part of this is now you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And and even if the person, let's say they just leave, they don't say anything, they storm out, your job still has been done. You've you've conveyed the information honestly uh-huh. and humbly, yeah. and now you have to patient, I uh, call it waiting for further instructions, WFFI, patiently waiting uh-huh. for further instructions. So I, I feel like I'm... I'm rambling here but that's really the essence of of addressing okay to my experience an alcohol issue huh. so uh, another uh, to break it down i think it was what you were saying was to show compassion and that way you can save being hit in the face maybe yeah. not okay fine okay close <laughs> okay all right close yeah uh, another thing yeah. I ran into, uh, uh, just to run through some quick examples, then we'll get, sure. get into the, the, the theories a little bit more, um, situation where, uh, the guy t- constantly talked about his family and, str- right. and how much he was struggling financially. And I knew that if I, and I, and I had to let him go, I, there was nothing, there was no way around it. He wasn't doing his job. He wasn't effective. Right. Um, but man, I mean, uh, I was putting him in a situation. He put himself in a situation. We know that. But I was putting him in a, in a verbal situation where you have no job, you have no income now. Um, right. That was very, very difficult uh, for me. And again, yeah, and I got that stare. I got that stare when I did right. that. Yeah. Right. Well, here's here's not to ask you too many questions, but sure. if if I, I always suggest that when we fire somebody, yeah. we shouldn't fire them. They should fire themselves. And what I mean mm. by that mm. is that is that there be no surprises. Mm. And so often, so often it is a shocker. And people mm. even choose Friday afternoon, yeah. you know, and say, "Well, it's the best thing." And that is the worst time to fire somebody. Why as is opposed that? To- Why is that? <clears throat> Friday afternoon 
it's better for the manager because the manager is going home and yeah. and enjoying or relaxing or yes. putting down a couple cold ones or whatever. Yeah. And the employee now is going home, and especially if he or she is shocked. Yeah. Now, not only have they been fired, but their family has been yes, fired too. Indeed. And they are. It, it's going to inevitably make it un, very uncomfortable, for lack of a better word, for gotcha. a lot of people in the household. If, if as opposed to like a Tuesday morning with, which from my research has shown to be, I mean, it's a terrible thing when you have to do it anyway, yeah. but when somebody's given proper warnings yeah. and, you know, keep keeping to the company, uh, progressive discipline policies, of course, uh-huh. but, but, you know, really saying to somebody at the final warning, uh, I'll use Helen's name. I hope you don't know a Helen, no. but Helen, we already did Roger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Helen, <laughs> Helen, you, you know, this this is your final warning and what that means helen uh-huh. is that if we're in here again talking about this you really are going to lose your job helen if uh, this happens so plenty one, of, once again plenty of warnings so, okay so that i won't fire you helen you'll fire yourself right. but the tuesday morning helen would go home now mm. and would would she'd still feel like crap and mm. she'd go home and maybe you know depending on her situation mm-hmm. she's there before her mm-hmm. spouse or kids or whatever mm-hmm. she's po'd mm-hmm. she's hot but the next day, she's still upset. But it's Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's not a festive time for people. And by Wednesday afternoon, she's thinking, "All right, what, what am I going to do? What am I, what yeah. are my options?" Yeah. By Thursday, mm-hmm. she's, she's possibly thinking about another job, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So legally, gotcha. it's, it protects us. Okay. Well. Um- yeah, there are, there's there are those sticky situations. Let's 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 go outside of this a little bit. I'm going to jump all over the place. That's how we interview Tim. Uh, let's go outside of the situation and let's say you're talking to somebody and they're stinking of armpit stink. Uh, ooh, um, just a friend of yours. Let's say uh, Bobby, for example, and Bobby <laughs> Bobby stinks. Um, a lot of people wouldn't say anything. They just go with it. Uh, and some people would say. Bobby, you got a little smell going on. Um, so speak about, you know, that's, we're talking about the real stinky part, but we're talking about being honest and how you approach something like that. Right, right. Well, the, the, the workplace is, we have an obligation in the workplace yes. as, as inferred. Okay. And job, yeah. here, yeah, it's, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of the gig. Mm-hmm. And from a personal standpoint, I mm-hmm. believe that the more we utilize PHP, yep. The, the the better, not to sound Pollyannish here, but the better the world's going to be because mm-hmm. most people are not. So what would most people do? They would, they would talk about Bobby behind his back and, and, and the, you know, we the world is full of examples of making fun of people and, you know, it's fun and, and, and we get a couple of laughs, but it's at their expense. And so the, the, one of the most important parts is to talk to our friend, Bobby, yes uh alone and and just like when we're talking to an employee i mentioned before it's vital to say by the way helen everybody is not talking about this because so often months go by even years and we don't address it so to say something pretty up front Mm -hmm. is is probably potentially the most helpful thing to do for the person so Uh we have to be alone first of all Uh and the the and to tell Bobby why why we're telling him this, mm-hmm. which is that you would want somebody to tell you this if it were you, 
which is true too. It is true. You might have it you might true. have trouble dealing with it, coping yeah. with it, but but you're going to want to know that, and mm-hmm. you you're going to maybe get ticked off at the person who, you know, killed the messenger, right? Who yeah. brought the bad news to you? At the same time, you you're you're going to appreciate it. So, will it help the problem? And the answer is probably yes. And the mm-hmm. reason is. Because the great majority of times, it's simply an awareness thing. And whether it's, even if it's alcohol, I found this to be uh, awareness too. People will go out and slug down a couple at lunch. And if it's not against the company rules to do that, it's hard to enforce that anyway. They, they, the, uh, it's best to bring it to somebody's attention. By the way, you're interacting with customers and other employees and, and you, you stink. And so the, the the purity part, uh, patience part of this is don't wait for Bobby, the Bobbies of the world, to come back and say, thanks, Tim. You know, I I, I really appreciate your bringing this to my attention. Nobody mm-hmm. else had the, had the chutzpah too, but this is great. It ain't going to happen yeah. in most cases, it, whether he's a friend or not. And yet it, yeah. it, it probably will not come back to you and tell you that even at a later date, you might hear it years later, yeah. you'll probably never hear it at all. But just know that it's the right thing to do. And the humility is all over this, meaning I'm not sure how to even start this conversation because I'm not, yeah. and you're not, and nobody is. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to get a little deeper into this uh, because your theory is interesting. Um, let's talk about management skills. It's difficult for a person who has a job, and the job can be pay or not, you know, just that you're in charge of something else, and it has to be an efficient situation. Uh, Some people are very uh, instructive about it, where I'm the boss, I'm telling you what to do, it's for your own good, and they don't set up any relationship with the employee at all. Uh, Others become the employee's inside friend, and that's an easier way to manage, and we can all have a good time that way, but we still have to uh, be efficient. Uh, which is more effective, or do you meld the two? What's the best management approach uh, in that sense? Well, I, I suspect, Ron, that you're a very, very good manager, and I say that sincerely because of the way you're asking the question, mm-hmm. because you're you're uh, alluding to that everything is contingent on the situation. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But, but really you're asking the, 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 you know, how familiar do you get with your, Correct. with your employees to become buddies or do you not? And what, if I could just digress just for a moment and say that this PHP stuff, it, it, I believe it uh, transcends working with customers, working mm-hmm. with employees, working with children, working with students. Mm-hmm. There's a certain communication respect or something like that going on here. So, in the case of the workplace, I believe what employees want most from their manager are two things. One is consistency and the other is fairness, consistency and fairness. And oftentimes managers don't do that. I hate to keep going back to you know what not to do, but mm-hmm. managers are not fair and they're not consistent. And one of the biggest complaints I have heard in seminars across the country for years, decades, is favoritism Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of employees that peg their managers as you know well they have favorites and that's not consistent fair Uh treatment of of employees so the that to me is the most important thing there are so many um web weaves to come off of your 
terrific question. When we're talking about um, socializing, for instance, right. the the you know we 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 used to do alcohol in the workplace constantly. I've been in the business forty years, so yeah. you know we saw the trend from serving booze to not serving booze and everything that came with that. And come that comes with fairness and consistency too. So what I'm saying is that if there is something for a manager to hang his or her hat on, yes. they have to they have to probably consistency is the most important part of it. They they have to treat people the same way. There was an unemployment law judge once that said to me the quote that I'll always remember. He said it is better to break the law than treat and but treat every employee fairly and consistently than to keep the every letter of the law but treat your employees unfairly and inconsistently and i thought mm. well that's interesting mm. Be- because in you know we have uh, i could i could go on and on about manuals here handbooks and things like that and and in there it, there's a lot of rules in there, but they're often not applied mm-hmm. equally and fairly and consistently. It's the most important thing. So I know I'm not specifically answering your question. Is it a, a, a hybrid or whatever word you used? Yeah, I think it probably is. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is that if if we as a manager don't feel like socializing, going a happy hour, I don't think we should personally. I think we should do what yeah. we what we want to do. And the, the, the job is... Uh, is key. And if we do a good job at the job, then I don't think extracurricular stuff or friendly uh, relationships are terribly important. Uh, It can be a company picnic. It can be having a few drinks uh, after the office closes at five. Very, very typical, especially among a sales manager and the salespeople. They'll go out for drinks. Uh, that and that again is that's it's a makes it a fine line of like okay it's, we're off the clock so now I'm now we're, our relationship is different. Uh, we're on the clock now. Our relationship is, now takes this form. Uh, that can get confusing to an employee, I assume. Yeah, I think you phrased that very well. Also, the it is confusing. Confusing is an apropos word here. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to mention that. Like when we have social events, we think employees are, this is uh, slightly off the subject, we think employees are going to really love them and look forward to them. Many employees report being stressed having to attend social events, social uh-huh. events, even on, uh-huh. even on work time, uh-huh. because they, there's, they're good at work. But they sometimes think, this sounds weird, I know, yeah. they sometimes think they're not good at having fun. Right. And socialize, and they don't know how to do it. And even when we have icebreakers in training sessions and things like that, some people are good at that stuff, and some people cringe and say to themselves, "I should have called in sick today." Yeah. The, the um, where were we, Ron? I lost my place. Well, we're talking what about the that, that that fine line uh, between uh, socializing in, in, in one location. You're you're having a drink and being one of them. Another situation right. that's not the setup. We are doing something different here. Right. One of the one of the most common company policies has to do with uh, re- relationships at work, yes. and it's very difficult yes. to. It's objective. People get married, but there there have been less people tying the knot officially so there's a lot uh-huh. of relationships and 
And how do you control that, right? Do you even want to control it? Does it make any sense? Years ago, I worked in a department store and we had a policy that that uh, managers could not date uh, employees, salespeople. Uh Uh And I was a manager and my wife came to work at Christmas time and she was a salesperson. I say my wife because we've been married now 40 years, uh-oh. but she wasn't at the time. Uh-oh. And we, we would go, <laughs> I know I was right. We would go next door to the diner for a 15 minute break yeah. and drink hot chocolate yeah. and come back 45 minutes later. Yeah. Now that, that, that that's a problem obviously. Yeah. So sticky and it's, it is sticky, right? <laughs> so did anybody talk to me? about it they didn't uh-huh. didn't did her manager talk to her about it i mean this is a sticky situation most mm-hmm. people simply don't deal with it i i didn't have the business maturity at the time to uh-huh. say well this isn't good i was just falling in love you know and that yeah. was that was that's what happens with a lot of people stars in their eyes so yeah. well it worked out right uh, yeah um yeah, it's uh, a lot of pe- a lot of employees have to realize that their supervisor has to answer to somebody as well, and that supervisor has to answer probably to the owner or the CEO or something. So th- there, there's a change, a, a chain of sticky, I guess you would call it. Uh, right. Yeah, it's a good way to phrase it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the other thing in conjunction with that is is to tell the employee why you know why it's a problem because yeah. sometimes. People in general think you're just picking on them and to explain to them why this is an issue is, is oftentimes helpful. You'll see them shake their heads in affirmation. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. And and that's very cool. Actually, yep. uh, you're, you're talking about uh, how to how to raise a child because uh, you don't just Got tell them right. you don't tell them no. You tell them why it's no. Uh, you can't just say no. You've got to follow that up and explain. Right. And that's uh, yeah. This is like a. <laughs> I mean, an employer is not uh, an employee or not or, or not uh, family relationships, but they they do echo that. That's what I want to talk about next, because teaching is a profession. And uh, here we're, ta- we're talking about an adult dealing with a, not necessarily ch- a child, but an adolescent. And uh, does that bring on a different set of sticky circumstances, or do we, or is it the same theory? I, I, I love the word echo that you just used, because it does echo. I, I, the circumstances are certainly different, mm-hmm. but the communication, respect, or whatever, how I described it before, mm-hmm. I think is consistent with this. I think whether you're raising children, I have four grown kids now and mm-hmm. seven grandkids or teaching students or employees or customers. So we're talking specifically here about teaching students. And mm-hmm. yes, I do think this is very applicable. I, I, as a teacher, as a business teacher, yep. I am consistent and fair. And I, I tell them that I don't uh, harp on it, but I say I'm, I'm very fair and here's why. And we're very consistent. And I use also what I call my pass the butter voice, which Mm -hmm. is a non-emotional voice. You know, I don't show my cards. I don't uh, get get mad. I don't raise my voice ever, ever. And I I get I believe I get that back from Mm -hmm. from the students. And so they they're uh, much more insecure, I believe, than they were in decades past, mm-hmm. you know, instead of uh, pizza and coffee on the desk, you see water containers, $40 water containers and phones. And, yeah. and I love the technology as you do, I'm sure. And I like the expression, ride the horse in the direction it's already going, meaning in this case mm-hmm. that 
if I want to get the interpersonal stuff going, I mean, students used to talk in the class before class started, and now they don't. Now they're on the phones. I see. Yeah. So I want to get that going. I'll encourage them as a teacher to, you know, okay, let's let's Google this and see if we can get uh, some information on this, and and then we start talking about it. So yeah. ride the horse in the direction it's going. Yeah. The the I do think the communication interchange, the the back and forth, the reciprocity is extremely powerful. And I think what we give, we get. And I know that sounds silly, but man, it's true. Yeah, I guess so. And it's even more difficult now with the cell phones and the social media stuff because now we're taking it on to different levels. But that's a whole nother conversation, probably your next book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, what about in, in the workplace or, or in the classroom or in any other location where you get the word that you're not liked? by the other people mm -hmm. in some cases a supervisor might respond by saying good that's my goal uh in other cases they're human beings a lot of people don't like me uh, i'm a good right, person right. uh right. how do you I, I guess that's a problem more for the for the supervisor i think it's a great question mm -hmm. and uh, i think the reaction the first reaction that you mentioned, which is, well, it's, it's too bad. You know, I'm not yeah. paid to be their friend. I'm there, yeah. whether it's a teacher or a supervisor, I think that's uh, a, a sad response. I'll use, mm -hmm. I'll describe it as sad because, okay, we, we, we're not there to be liked. I get it, but you don't have to be a rear end either. Mm -hmm. And, and we have all been misperceived, me included. I have nothing but the best interest of employees mm -hmm. at heart, but we've been mis mistaken you know, at different times. So yeah. the, 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 uh, I think the most important thing after, after, uh, calming down yourself mm -hmm. is, and not reacting is thinking, is there any truth to this? And you know what? There probably is. Yeah. There's probably some glimmer of truth. Why doesn't this person like me? What did they see in me yeah. that, that I don't see in myself? What's their perception that is not my perception. Yeah. And, so oftentimes, if we're really reflective on it, it's a great word, yeah. that we, we can use it to our advantage. Uh, the, you know, ratemyprofessor.com has shaken up a lot of classrooms. And, and yeah. some t professors say, well, you know, they're not my customers. Uh, the heck they're not. They yeah. are your customers. Yeah. So That's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about with this, uh, you know, reviews and social media, and you know, you're you're being judged left and right by everybody right. that has no real call to do something like that. Uh, right. So it's it it is very very difficult. Tim McAfee is uh, penned a wonderful book called "Solving Sticky People Problems," and it's about uh, the workplace and the sticky situations between uh, employers and employees. But it transcends, as you can tell by what we're talking about, it transcends into your personal life and into your uh, uh, your school life, so to speak, and, and your relationships uh, and your family. It, it can also do that. Um, drama is a big part of everything in life, and I'm not talking about uh, plays on a stage. I'm talking about plays in your in your head. Uh, drama. A lot of people do a lot of drama there, Tim. They... <laughs> It's 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 hard to, to cut through that, uh, and it makes it very sticky. Some people are very over-emotional. There's a lot of personalities uh, in this world, and it's tough to deal with them all, I would assume. Touche. Amen. Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, just, to, just to make a 
make a comparison, if I if I may, Ron. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about, you know, when you hear bad news. Yep. I spent a, a while in customer service too, and a lot of my Ooh. my seminar participants, ooh, ooh, ooh. you know, managed customer service, and and there's a tendency wow. for uh, even even you know starting wage salespeople yeah. who are wonderful people to get defensive, mm-hmm. and and the, when the customer comes in and is screaming or pointing the finger or yelling, they're, they're not they're not ticked off at you, the salesperson, right. or me, the sa- right. they're they're upset about life in general, right? Yeah. Life is tough and, and this is their scapegoat and that's not fair, but, but we're, we're there to, I hate to be blunt, take their money basically, mm-hmm. but, and we want them to come back too. So what I found is that these principles, this PHP stuff, if exercised properly can be utilized effectively to, to do that. It, it involves uh, apologizing. I, you know, I say, I'm sorry, a lot because I am. I'm sorry. This person is mm-hmm. this customer is yelling in my face or mm-hmm. whatever, and, and and you know we 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 screwed up. And how can we fix this? And the other thing that's a major part, in my opinion, of communication is asking questions. Whether you're talking to your kids, or your your employees, or whomever, the person who is asking questions is the one in control of the situation. And I mm-hmm. control's not a dirty word here. Control is you want to have control of the situation, of your own mm-hmm. uh, outcome, of, of of the way you're feeling, even. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a good control. If you have people's best interests at heart, you want to have that control. And one way to do that is by asking questions. Yeah. And uh, the 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 it's a skill I believe that's underused, underutilized, but can be very effective when people try it. Because yeah. a lot of people agree with this stuff, and then, but they say, "Yeah, whatever." That sounded good, but unless they really try it themselves, they they're not convinced. Mm. You just brought up probably the worst job in the world, and I guess you really have to you have to be tough in order to to take those phone calls all day. Of course, they're on hold for forty five minutes to get to you, so they're right. right, right. <laughs> exactly, going to be happy. Doesn't people. help. No, uh, this is our last segment. I'm going to turn this over to you. Uh, what is a great example of what you're talking about? Or, or are there any final words uh, to get us to uh, to pick the book up here? Because I mean, I'm already going to do it. Well, if 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 you, you don't mind, may I share my own alcohol related story? Please. So it, it's it's you you inspired me with with yours, and and I was right there with you because man, I've I've been there, and I hear you. So. Mm-hmm. I was in a department store, managing a department store. I, I worked for a few of them, big ones, little ones, and learned a lot there. And I was this, the uh, higher manager, and there were some lower managers. And we had an employee come back from lunch. And this employee was slurring her words and was stumbling around and and smelled like alcohol. And and I was young. I mean, I was had a degree. I was supposed to know what I was doing. But my point is, I was pretty vulnerable, and I really didn't know what the heck to do because I wanted to be kind, and and this person was yelling at a lot of people. So what I did, I wasn't sure what to do, but I had a lot of people telling me, Tim, fire her. You know, you got to get rid of her. It's the security people, the manager, the other managers, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, customers, even employees of town. You know, I don't know what you're putting up with this crap for. And... Uh, I removed her from the situation. We took her to an office. 
with a, a male and female security person mm-hmm. and then got her home safely because oh. she wasn't uh, you know to and I called her emergency contact her sister and I said mm-hmm. you know just wanted you to know that his is what happened so and she says okay thank you mm-hmm. and she wasn't surprised at all right. and this was an employee who was with us for a few years so I didn't know what to do this is now a few hours later my boss is saying you know what are you going to do she's going to fire right she's and I didn't know what to do, Ron. Mm-hmm. And so this purity, humility, patience stuff kicked in. And the feeling that I felt was, as I said, vulnerable before. I felt I felt kind of stupid, actually. You know, like here, I'm being a, a Pollyanna manager. I'm trying to be too nice and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, man up, as we some people say, which is, a, I think, a terrible expression. It but is. the 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 um, but people were saying that to me. And, and I'm thinking this this is not the right thing to do. I knew it wasn't the right thing to do to fire her. I documented what happened. A day went by, two days go by on the third morning. I still didn't know what to do. And I was feeling very bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know what to do. And my boss is even getting very impatient with me. Tim, you got to address this situation. She shows up at my office door, shows up and she says, I'm so sorry. I have a diabetic condition that, that I don't, share with people i didn't take my medication it won't happen again i can control it i'm very sorry and i said geez what a what a freaking learning experience this is mm-hmm. and and she came back to work and did very well and even got oh. promoted after that oh. so if i had made the wrong decision this wow. is my point then if i had listened to people instead of listening to my own i you know i have on the book cover inner sense yeah then I would have made the wrong decision. And there has been, have been countless examples like that through my life where, where I felt like I was on the outside looking in. So my point to our listeners is if, if you feel like you're in a minority and you're, you're the only one who's thinking like this, then you got to go with that inner feeling, that gut feeling. The um, forward writer used to uh, edit, uh, was the editor for working woman and working mother magazine. And she said, it it's a shortcut to management sanity and and i think about that so often because i really believe it is we we think we're not doing the right thing we think we're supposed to act a certain way mm-hmm. when in reality we really do have our inner sense knows knows the right thing to do all the time right. and the right time too it, it's you know it, it's funny but when you're an employee you always think that your manager has it easy all they have to do is just yeah. you know reap the benefits of, of our hard work. A manager is is a is a person in the middle. They're they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I remember many many nights uh, just like I can't win. I'm I'm against the wall. I can't turn left. I can't turn right. This is extremely stressful. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's something that employ, employees sometimes don't really understand that. I agree. Yeah. And, and don't have an appreciation of it. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. One goes L- lonely one. at the top, as the saying goes. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. It's true. Uh, and there's a higher top to be even lonelier at. There you go. <laughs> you All so. true. Yeah. All right. Uh, the book is called "Solving Sticky People Problems." Uh, very quickly, uh, what what caused you to sit down and say, "I'm I'm I'm putting this out." <sighs> couldn't figure out a way to handle these issues. Mm-hmm. I really couldn't. And then I thought. What has worked? What what went into some of those things that did come out good? It's PHP, effective. the PHP yeah. theory. Yeah, 
Yep. You, you're letting everybody know about it. And again, uh, if you pick up the book and say, well, and I'm, I'm not an employee and I'm not a manager and everything's fine, uh, this book can actually give you skills and a different thinking process toward, again, as I've mentioned, your personal life, raising your children, uh, your, even your marriage, uh, all kinds of situations. So it's a, it's a nice little theory to take a look at. It's available I'm everywhere. Gonna, I'm not going not yeah. to tell my wife you said that, all right? No, don't tell her that. No, no, it's like when your wife says, "Do I like fatness? Do I do I look fat in this dress?" The answer is always no, no matter no matter. That's where honesty can actually be a problem. Uh, Tim, is there a website we can visit? St- solving sticky uh, stickypeopleproblems.com. Sorry, stickypeopleproblems.com, mm-hmm. and on there, people can sign up for my sticky updates if they want to. Great. Perfect. Or, or or contact me anytime. Happy to talk to any of your listeners, Ron. Excellent. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you to my guests and thank you to you. I'll be back again tomorrow with what might seem to be a regular program for me. <laughs> so please join me then as I monologue uh, stuff uh, and point out things that don't make any sense in my sarcastic, wonderful way. <laughs> so until that time arrives, I wish you peace.